New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Dr. Bill Plotkin, author of The Journey of Soul Initiation, a field guide for visionaries, evolutionaries, and revolutionaries. I'm speaking with Dr. Plotkin at his home by remote connection. Bill, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thanks, Justine. Great to be here with you. Thank you. It's great to have you. I know it's your experience that all the major crises in the world today, like social and racial injustice, environmental pollution, mass extinction, family dysfunctions, political dysfunctions, climate disruption, so forth, you say that they grow out of the existential loss of our basic understanding of our place in the greater web of life. That's a provocative view, so please enlighten us. It is a provocative view. Essentially, what I'm saying is that most humans and most contemporary cultures are suffering from a form of arrested human development. We never mature the way we're meant to, and that we would mature in, a, in a healthier cultures. Um, so the, the journey of soul initiation is a contemporary version of a multi-year process that results in what I call visionary artisans of cultural evolution. And that's a, a slightly fancy way of saying an adult, a true adult, that all true adults are people who um, have had a vision of the place um, that they were born to embody in this lifetime, and which is to say a vision of their the unique gift that they bring to the larger Earth community, not just the, the human village. That's uh, it's a form of maturity that we've mostly lost and in the contemporary world that uh, we've lost the initiation processes. Um, hundreds of years ago, maybe thousands of years ago in, for certain societies. And so the journey of soul initiation is essentially the process by which we become true adults. And I, I don't say that the first time I describe it, namely, namely using that word adult, because for some people that's not a, a very exciting term, adult. Right? We might think of Peter Pan who said, I don't want to have anything to do with that, exiling myself to Never Neverland, because we think of adulthood as a, as a drab time of uh, responsibilities and working hard and not having such a good time. But true adult, the life of a visionary artisan of cultural evolution is incredibly exciting. I mean, Peter Pan would absolutely sign up for it if he knew about it, because it's a way of entering the mysteries of life, the enchantment of life, and it's deeply desired experience that every human wants to know that they are contributing something to life, that, that they are enhancing life in a way that only they can. They're unique. I call it our unique ecological niche, which is my definition of what soul really is. Soul is not so much an object. 
or a process. It's a relationship that we have to the world. It's, our, it's our, the unique niche that we were born to take in the larger Earth community. And so our work at Animus Valley Institute is to um, support people on that journey, a very contemporary Western nature-based rendition of that journey in order to, to have that vision, that revelatory experience of, of their individual piece of the dream of the earth, as Thomas Berry would say. So in your experience of soul, it's not a transcendent sort of thing. It is connected to the earth itself. Yes. I've come to understand that there's two halves of spiritual development, and one goes up towards the universal transpersonal. That's uh, developing our relationship with the one, with the divine, with God, with the holy, or even merging our consciousness with that greater consciousness. And the other half of the spiritual journey goes down, uh, not to hell. That's actually, you know, negative promotion to keep people away from growing up because we have to go down to grow up. But when we go down, we, we go down towards soul, not to up to spirit and then down to soul. And going down to soul, being changed by our discovery of our unique place in the greater earth community. So in that sense, yes, it's going, we go down into our psyches, we're going deeper into the, the world, the larger earth community. So you're saying, Bill, as we get in touch with this soul, this earth soul, it would instruct us to be life-enhancing. And this, therefore, is underneath all of the other assignments we might have of helping out with climate change or, or helping out with social justice. All of that is good, mm -hmm. but there's something underneath it that is the ground or the bedrock of what we need to do to really solve the different crises that we're in today. Yes. We need true adults and elders. And as I say, true adults are people who have had a mystical vision of their place in the more than human world. And we experience that through metaphor. Like in my book, Soulcraft, I talk about my first soul encounter in which a butterfly calls me cocoon weaver. It was a waking experience of a butterfly. I was on my first vision fast on the fourth day. And so weaving cocoons is part of my understanding of what I am to do in this lifetime. And notice it's not a social role or, or a vocational job description. It's, it's something that's, uh, we call it mythopoetic. That's what happens during a soul encounter. We, get a, we receive a mythopoetic understanding of what we are to do in this lifetime. But it's not just a primarily an understanding. It's the vision or revelation itself shapeshifts us. It changes the form of our ego. I call it that metamorphosis. And we progress from an adolescent ego that is an agent for itself and understands itself socially and vocationally to an adult ego that understands itself mythopoetically or ecologically, if you will, or echo-poetically. We have a number of different phrases so for me, in my adult lifetime, what I have been doing is helping people weave cocoons of transformation for them to move from adolescent to adult. But every adult has one or more delivery systems for their a mythopoetic identity or their unique echo niche. And I've had quite a few. I've been a psychologist, including a psychotherapist. I've been an author. 
I've been a guide of soul initiation processes. I've been a vision fast guide. But what I've been doing by all of those, the significance of all of those delivery systems is that I've been helping people weave cocoons. So in soul initiation process, we first discover our mythopoetic identity, then we are, our ego is changed and reshaped by it. And then we embody it as a gift for others through one or more delivery systems, which you could call a job or a social role, but we just prefer to call them delivery systems. And before soul initiation, we don't have delivery systems, we just have jobs and social roles. And we don't know what the deeper mystical thing we're delivering and which we're actually probably not delivering. So you're saying we can't apprehend this mythopoetic assignment with our linear mind. It's not a rational process or step-by-step or, okay, the goal to finding your purpose in life. I mean, how many self-help books are written Mm, about that or workshops, you know, finding your purpose. So it's not like that. It's something else. Yes, it's not something we can figure out. It's not something that could come to us through a visualization process one afternoon. There's these five phases of what I call the descent to soul, which is the primary spiritual adventure within the larger journey of soul initiation. And even a single descent to soul typically takes several weeks and commonly several months or even a year or more. And it begins with a dissolution or a dismemberment of our former adolescent identity. And that dissolution itself can take weeks or months to happen. It requires a very thorough dissolution or shift, uh, loss of identity. You know, I can think of a point in my own life when I was living on the land, so to speak, carrying water, chopping wood. Mm-hmm. And one moment I took a walk. It was between night and dawn, that early morning, and there was a mist there, and I was walking in that mist by myself. We lived on the side of a mountain, and I looked up to the mountain, and the mountain transformed into a gorilla, into a female gorilla, Mm -hmm. and she was looking down at me, and then she turned her head and looked away, and Bill I was bereft. It was the moment I lost my personal God. Wow. And I went into extreme bereavement of losing that contact with what I had grown up with in my childhood. I was like in my 30s. But it was like the beginning of an adventure then that took years to help with that grief and then to learn a different relationship with spirit and the earth Mm -hmm. itself. So this is kind of what you're talking about. It could very well be, yes. That could have been a dissolution experience for you, that the old identity just falling away. There's two features of dissolution experiences that are most common. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen one that didn't have both, and it's called the the call and the crisis. The crisis is when there's something about our you know, early adolescent um, social vocational life or even our spiritual religious faith that just crumbles. It's like the rug is pulled out from underneath us. The way we understood ourselves and the world just doesn't work anymore. And at the same time, there's a call of some sort. There's 
some deep longing to merge with something mysterious and mystical. Or you could say we are being called by soul, by the depths, to merge with it. And we know that the, the cost is nothing less than everything, as T.S. Eliot puts it. So yeah, that might have been a crisis and a call experience for you both. Yeah, everyone who I've guided in every story I've heard or read, there there is that crisis call combination. It's not the soul encounter, it's just the beginning of the descent. Yes, there, there you go. It's not the full package. And the purpose of all of this and all of your work is to really help us to know that gift that we're here to give that enhances life. Yes. And most everybody who gets that far in their development needs help from adult initiators and elders and the initiation ceremonies of their people to go through this process. You can go through it on your own, but it's much easier and faster and more likely to succeed if you have guidance. And I think that you would also probably say that it's important that you find a guy that's okay with that place of dismemberment, that place of disassociation, I think you call it, that as in the story of the caterpillar, when it goes into cocoon, it actually liquefies. I was shocked to find that out. Yeah. And then these imaginal cells start coming together. And I guess that I'm thinking that's what the earth is asking us to do as human beings, to be those imaginal cells that turn into butterflies that then become life-enhancing pollinators rather than consumers of the earth. Yes, we do need to go through this dissolution experience. And most therapists... And pastors would not understand what's going on for us, and they would try to rescue us from that experience, which uh, would uh, abort the experience. One way to say this is that the descent to soul is not a therapeutic experience. It's not a healing experience. We need to be healed to a certain degree before we be psycho-spiritually ready for the descent to soul. It's not like the new best chance to, to get healed. And I'm all for healing, and we need more healing in this world than we've ever needed it, personally and collectively. But you might say this is a, a more developmentally advanced uh, or later process. Even after the descent to soul and soul initiation, we still need healing. But it itself is not a therapeutic experience. So you could say, yeah, what the world most needs now are true adults and elders who are life enhancers, as you point out, pollinators as opposed to caterpillar consumers, and then the elders who whose job is to keep the balance good between the human village and the rest of life. I mean, what happens if you don't have elders? Well, the answer is what we're seeing on our planet right now. Right. Bill, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you, Justine, so much for your invitation. I loved being with you. Oh, wonderful. I've been speaking with Dr. Bill Plotkin, author of The Journey of Soul Initiation, a field guide for visionaries, evolutionaries, and revolutionaries. And I've been speaking with Dr. Plotkin at his home by remote connection. If you want to learn more about his work, go to animus.org, and that's spelled A-N-I-M-A-S dot org. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you 
for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.